Support for this podcast comes from Outdoor Supply Hardware, inviting listeners to OSHA's big anniversary sale celebration, May 20th through the 26th, featuring daily deals, $15,000 in giveaways, 20% off store-wide on Saturday and Sunday, and a lot more. Learn more at OSH.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Ish. Hey, what's up, y'all? My name is Pendarvis. Today, we're going to take you to a neighborhood out in Deep East Oakland. It's known as Brookfield. Let's see. What can I tell you about Brookfield Village? It was originally built as a World War II suburban-style track house community. It even came with that ever-popular redlining that was happening in that era. But soon after, white flight occurred, influx of African Americans came to Oakland and laid the foundation for what Brookfield is to this day, a predominantly black and Latino community. The neighborhood is gone as Oakland has, you know, through the drugs and violence and all of that. During the 80s and 90s, Brookfield earned the reputation for being one of the toughest turfs in the East Bay. And even with all the changes occurring in this region, Brookfield, way out in deep East Oakland, is one of the last neighborhoods to be changed, for better or for worse. In fact, an article that came out just this week noted that Brookfield Village is located in what's listed as the second poorest zip code in the Bay Area. But look, the community is rich in culture, And that's evidenced by the people who come from there, like rapper and creative director Brookfield Deuce. I be sitting with my top back, watching clowns jaw jack, dreaming of orchestrating the circus, need a top hat. Where I'm from, the gun clap, run up on you, run that. See this long clip in my stick, boy, you don't want that. So Deuce came on my radar after hearing one of his latest projects, uh, the album Americans Orphans. I was probably already following him on social media, but around that time, that's when I started to take note of the work he was doing. He was doing work constantly. He was making videos, doing features, and he was always highlighting his home turf. Now, given the way that some folks talk about East Oakland or Deep East Oakland or Brookfield in particular, I realized that what this dude is doing is using his art to change the narrative. Man, I had to see that for myself. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. This building in front of us, uh, two-story, burgundy, and am I getting terracotta? Is that terracotta? Yeah, it's terracotta. 
I know terracotta when I see it. My producer, Ashley Ann, and I, we uh, went out to DP East Oakland, to the Ira Jenkins Rec Center, and we met up with Brookfield Deuce. Evidently, the center is a place where he used to get buckets. Did you ever hoop in here? All the time. Yeah? Yeah. Were you nice? Yeah. You hesitated? Nah, I was just, in my head I was like, damn, should I, should I really tell him I was nice? <laughs> I, I, I embarrassed a lot of people on this court. Okay, noted. Yeah. I'm not even going to question it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so why, why did you choose to meet here? Uh, this the house. This this the house, you know? It's my home. I felt like it made the most sense to do this interview being about Brookfield and my music. And I've done plenty of interviews going other places, but never in, like, the actual stomping grounds, you know? So this was definitely my first choice. So for people who don't know, could you kind of give some context to, like, what Brookfield is, and especially in the scope of the changing Oakland, why Brookfield is is significant? When I first got back into music, I took a long time off, maybe like six or seven years, and I got shot at, and it told me that my life was bigger than what I was doing, and I needed to like start speaking about Brookfield and you know all of that stuff. So I changed my name at that point. It was just Deuce at the time. So I ended up changing my name to Brookfield Deuce because I wanted to speak for something bigger than myself. So I named myself Brookfield Deuce for that reason. By adding the community name to his name, he expanded the focus of his message. He started to talk more about the community that made him, the community that often gets misrepresented in people's minds, the community that he and generations of his loved ones call home. Our neighbor from my grandmother's house still lives there to this day. She's uh, 97. Oh. And um, and then like next door to her is this lady named Pee Wee, and she's in her 80s, and she's been there the whole time. And across the street was another family. And it's like all these families are still there in Brookfield, like next door to my grandmother. They're all still there, you know. So we grew up like with our neighborhood being our, our parents, like the block was our parents, you know. And I think it should be special to everybody, you know, not just people who are from Brookfield, but people from all over Oakland and the Bay Area. They should look to an area like this and say this is the hope that we should have for like how communities should stay. An effort to highlight the culture of the neighborhood, Brookfield and his cousin, who he was raised with, NBA superstar Damian Lillard, dropped the music video for their song Dre Grant back in August. The song was named after a well-known community member. And in the video, the documentary footage gives people the platform to discuss their community. It's like basketball, music, you know, we know for hustlers and pimps and gangsters and things of that nature. So for little Bruh to emerge the way he did and uh, bringing a positive light to the neighborhood and the community is a beautiful thing, man. I love him for it. See, Brookfield is not a gang. It's a community. It's a family. And we're right here. Thank you. That piece it's art. It's documentary. You know, yeah, like you, sure. you put your real life neighborhood on a platform, made it look beautiful, and you told people the the reason why it's urgent to put Brookfield on the map. You know, like uh, with with doing the video for Dre Grant, uh, me and Tevin Tavares both directed it. Uh, a lot of people didn't know that I direct videos. Um, I've done all of my own videos, and I've been kind of branching out doing others, you know, lately. Like I said, just being able to get the opportunity to show people, so that's been kind of happening. It was like a you know, a decent-sized obstacle for me to end up directing Damien's video with Dre Grant. And um, and I wanted to, um, you know, make sure that Oakland and the rest of the world were able to kind of learn. We've been kind of talking about it throughout his tenure in the NBA, and we've been talking about Brookfield, and when he make a three-pointer, we've been, you know, throwing the sign up and, you know, explaining to people that it's not like a gang sign, it's just our neighborhood. So I've been following your work for a minute, right? 
you've been putting in work constantly. You're doing it. Like, how does it feel to, to kind of have the ball rolling? It is great. I've been calling it um, gathering the uh, 1%. The 1%? Why the yeah. 1%? Um, just like the, the, the people that have to say yes before the 99 goes, that's the guy. Mm. The people who would normally say no to me or not answer my DMs or my phone calls or, you know, my text messages. I'm starting to get a lot of replies from those people now. That's really the biggest obstacle in, in music or entertainment or whatever is just getting the opportunity to show people that you are uh, a level of worthy of their, their time because it's not enough time in a day. And that, that's uh, interesting to me and listen to the music that you put out there where it's, it is diverse. It's a little bit of backpack rap. It's a little bit of boom bap. And then you have some mob music. You have stuff you can turf dance to. The stuff that really caught me was the stuff that's uh, kind of politically critical or uh, looking at racism or looking at society through a yeah. specific lens. For to be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. <laughs> Yo, Nelson Mandela said that shit. He didn't fuck with haters either, bruh. Pharrell. And it doesn't sound grainy. It doesn't sound preachy. It doesn't sound like rah rah brother brother yeah. granola and, and you know in peace realize you know, that realize he realized yeah, my exactly. brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, none of that right <laughs> you sound like a dude from the neighborhood who just understands the way that oppression has impacted his neighborhood uh, I, I love to walk around the neighborhood a little bit and talk okay. about the neighborhood yeah, yeah for sure it's real crazy because I probably have like 13 videos and I would say out of the 13, maybe nine of them all have pieces of the neighborhood in every video. Mm -hmm. All these houses are still owned by people. So this house is still owned. The house with this, uh, was that Ultima is still owned. The guy who owns this house, his son is like on the board for like the Grammys. It got a, like a, a Southern feeling out here, man. Yeah. Like. With the Great Migration, everybody from the South. Right. Yeah, my grandparents is from New Orleans and from Little Rock, Arkansas. That's about as southern as you can get. Yeah. yeah. So as we were walking through the neighborhood, folks were just saying what's up to Deuce everywhere we went. His longtime friend, Denisha Lockett, she even stepped outside and said, hey. How do you feel about his, his rise? Um, It's good to see, you know, like he's worked really hard to get where he is and I'm proud of him and he's putting Brookfield on the map, you know. Uh, how long have you known each other? Since the sandbox, you know? Um, <laughs> right, forever. His granny lived across the street and I grew up here. Okay. And so, yeah, I've been here 36 years. Then we made it to his grandparents' house where we sat on the porch swing. And I had the opportunity to meet his grandfather. Hey, hey, how you doing, son? Albert Alvin Johnson, Mr. Johnson, or Al as he introduced himself to me. He used to work for the city of Oakland. He laid down asphalt and paved the streets of the town. He literally helped build this city. So, so what, what do you think about uh, Deuce's music? Nice, nice. Yeah, well, he, he, had, he, he always had it in him. Uh, what, what do you think about the changes in Oakland? Great change. Yeah? Really. I, I, I've been here for 60, 64. You know, uh, you've seen it? I've you, seen you've it seen all. It. I've seen all the changes. Yeah, yeah. This, this street wasn't, it wasn't paved like this. It was like a... More like rocks and stuff, you mm -hmm. know. 
Goodness, that's crazy. You were paving streets and literally lived right next to a street that wasn't paved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your time, man. It's an honor to meet you. Thank you. Yeah, pleased to meet you. 80, 83, still golfing and bowling and everything. Active. I love it. Okay. You mind if I get a photo of you two together? Yeah. It's just interesting to me, right, to see a neighborhood where people have known each other for generations where a community has experienced the lows and the highs. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not all good there now. At the same time, it's getting the light for the culture it's created. And that's what I'm here for. I wanna give a big thank you to Brookfield Deuce for allowing me to walk with him through his community to like just get a sense of his story and to, hell, let me meet his grandpa. That was pretty tight. Up next for Brookfield Deuce, he is on the verge of dropping an album on Valentine's Day. He said he's working with DJ Sharp. That's Golden State Warriors DJ Sharp. You can follow Brookfield Deuce's work on Instagram and Twitter. Brookfield Deuce is his Instagram name. D-U-E-C-E. Say it slow for the people in back. D-U-E-C-E. Cool. You got it. Yeah. Before I go, I want to clarify something from last week's episode. Taylor Crenshaw is a paid employee with the Shara Ikendayo Gallery. And so just want to make sure that that's clarified. I want to give a tip of the ball cap to my producer, Ashley Ann Krigbaum. She held it down. Thank you to our editor, Jessica Plachik. And gracias to the team over at KQED. That's David Marcus, Holly Kernan, and Julie Kane. While I have your attention, I'd invite you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And then if you've done that, hit that rate button. Make sure you give us five stars. And lastly, I'll ask that you share it. Tell the world. Let them know what we got going on right here, right now. Itch. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Thanks for riding with me. Peace. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures. Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 